Hello, viewers, and welcome to the inaugural episode of our podcast, K&K Hoops. My name is Corey, and today I'll be hosting this segment alongside co-hosts and brother Kyle. Hey, what's up, everybody? And today, we'll be discussing... So as you can see, our show is all about basketball, the NBA, the players, and everything else we love about this sport. So jumping in today, a couple things that we'll be discussing is free agency and the players, uh, a little bit about the Toronto Raptors coming off hot off that championship win. So we're going to discuss about a couple things that's, uh, that's in store for them in the future. And then we're going to wrap off today's segment with a couple predictions regarding the 2019-2020 season. So let's just hop right into this today and get started. Yeah, let's get going. So uh, just to start us off here, Kyle, regarding free agency, one question I've, that's been popping around the NBA recently is whether or not you think players have too much power or control when it comes to free agency. Yeah, you know, I think you're right there. I think that's a pretty big issue that the NBA is currently working through. You know, uh, as of right now, league rules, players and teams are not allowed to negotiate until 6 p.m. Eastern time on June 30th. And yet, shockingly, a lot of big deals, including the big Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, all these deals hit the media within minutes of teams legally being allowed to negotiate for them. And most of free agency was finished within the first 24 hours. Can you believe that? Yeah, that is crazy. Like, it's nuts. Like, like were these teams and players so in sync with each other that they all, like, were able to do a quick phone call, be like, hey, like, I call you up, hey, Corey, like, what's up, man? And able to nail down these, like, mega salaries, mega deals, and, like, matter of minutes, it blow in my mind. Like, there's got to be something going on here. One thing I will say is, though, NBA free agency is a spectacle like no other sport. Oh, man, you got to believe it. Like, Adam Silver, like, has been coming out and, like, all these allegations about the tampering and all the recruiting, especially LeBron's leading this charge, you know? He's very vocal in the media saying, uh, trying to get players to come over there and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, it's allowed for players, but, like... Team officials are getting nailed for it. Magic Johnson, you know, he received a fine for those tampering. But, you know, players should be getting a few more fines than that. And I think they shouldn't be allowed to do it as much, you know. Uh, Adam Silver is coming out saying, they have rules in place for all this. But none of them are being enforced. And that, like, blows my mind, you know. Right, yeah, for sure. I mean, I I think the league has to develop a kind of committee or something different than what they have in place right now to enforce these kind of rules and kind of help the NBA in the future and going off that another question I had for you is how do you think this free agency method in the NBA affects certain teams around the league maybe like more so of a bottom feeder that have been near the bottom of the table for the last couple of years like the Knicks or the the Phoenix Suns or something like that yeah you know like you definitely do see trends where like you always have those good teams staying up top no matter what like those LAs, or those lucrative big market teams, uh, like even Boston, just with Boston, just with their history and that, you know, like you see the teams near the bottom of the table. A lot of them aren't big city teams, so like 
LA's got a big advantage when it comes to free agency signing someone like a LeBron uh, versus like a Phoenix or like a Utah. Like honestly, like if I if I'm LeBron, I'm big money contract, like big money player. Like obviously, I'm gonna choose like the LA over like Utah. You know what I mean? Like so, I feel like there's an unfair advantage there for certain teams. Yeah, for sure. I think you're definitely right, and especially we've seen with LeBron being a superstar and whatnot. The same thing as playing with the role with Kawhi, right? Going to the Clippers, another big superstar team. Yeah, he wanted to go home and whatnot, but still the big market teams seem like they're coming out on top at the end of free agency every year. Yeah, definitely feel that. Definitely seeing a lot of that now. But uh, enough about free agency. We want to talk about something that's close to the heart, something that's just happened. A chip that has been brought to Toronto. The boys. Let's let's jump into a bit of a uh, Toronto Raptors talk right now and uh, discuss about what their future has in hold. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask initially about Toronto and what their steps are for next year is: Do you think the team is currently in a state of rebuilding, or are they pivoting their team to revolve around a new player? Well, you know, that's pretty tough. Like, we'll see what Masai says, right? We got to trust in him. He's obviously been making some really good decisions, you know, recently. Uh, You know, they don't seem great at first. Obviously, the DeMar trade with Kawhi, you know, everyone was a little skeptical. You know, obviously, he didn't say, but hey, we got the chip. So, you know, you got to trust in him a bit. But yeah, so I think they're going to honestly pivot, like, you still have a good group of players. Yeah, I know a lot of them are kind of might be leaving in free agency and that. But, you know, the 2020 free agency class is pretty good. Like, top on the list, you got Anthony Davis, Draymond Green, Mike Conley, Drummond, Hayward, Eric Gordon, and also DeRozan. Do you think he could be making the big comeback to Toronto? That's always something to watch out for, you know? Or even the Vince Carter comeback. Oh. Having speculation (laughs) about that. So another question I have for you is, do you think that speculation is real? And is there a real possibility that Vince Carter comes back to Toronto at the start of this season? I definitely think there's a real possibility there. You know, like, it is Vince Carter, Vince Sanity, Air Canada himself, you know? Like, there's so much history here, and for him to even finish off his career here, that'd be something really special. Like, with D-Wade, you know, a nice farewell tour, that'd be pretty nice to see, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, there's been a lot of people talking around the league and whatnot about Toronto not being a contender now. We're going to fall down the table just because we lost Kawhi. And believe me, I know the King of the North is gone. That was a big hit that we took. But in terms of next steps and our team, what do you think our starting lineup could be next year? And which player or players do you think are going to step up to the plate and make a big impact for Toronto this year? Yeah, Toronto, obviously we didn't get that big name signing in the offseason like we would have liked to. But, you know, I think we definitely have potential coming off that bench. Bring up that bench mob, you know? Like there's definitely guys who are going to be able to step off. Um, I think to replace Kawhi, well, you have OG and Anobi, like, obviously not Kawhi's caliber, but I think he could have a really good season, even make a potential push for MIP if he really does step up. Uh, He's got a lot to work with there. Um, 
but also we got you know the shooting guard position like wh- like who do you think's gonna step up for that like and replace Danny there well I don't know if anyone's gonna be replacing Danny because as much stick as he took in the playoffs he was there as our rock you could count on him to shoot the three in uh critical times for the most part um great defender as well I think our shooting guard position next year may come down to Norman Powell or OG Ananobi taking over that role but a dark horse that I think hasn't been mentioned enough when talking about Raptors basketball for the upcoming season is guard Matt Thomas who we just signed from uh, the EuroLeague playing over at Valencia Basket and I was extremely impressed with his numbers coming over to the NBA um, averaging 20 minutes per game, shooting 51% from the field, and a crazy 48% field goal from three while averaging 11.5 points is something that should definitely be noted. If he is able to even somewhat transition these numbers into, a, into the NBA for the Raptors, I think that that will definitely be a piece that will help construct our team and put us in a place where we can actually still compete or get to the conference finals even even the finals maybe right yeah i can definitely see that happening yeah i'm really looking forward to this new season i definitely high hopes you know obviously i don't think we'll be topping the table on that side but you know still pretty high enough to easily play off position so it'll be nice definitely something to look forward to well to wrap up our talk about the amazing toronto raptors right now just to leave on a note Mm -hmm. for the Mm -hmm. for the viewers uh, what position do you think we're going to finish in next year? Well, prediction, eh? Ooh. Well, I definitely see your big contenders in these being Milwaukee and Philly. Obviously, I think they're going to take one, two, respectively. But then, you know, I think Toronto has a real push to go for three, four, you know? Going yeah. with them is like Boston, Indiana, maybe even the Nets in there. But yeah. Definitely see a three four spot mm-hmm. in the future. Ve- Vegas odds actually has Toronto at forty five point five for over under wins next year. Okay, I okay. thought that was very interesting considering the last couple of years that we've been over fifty wins and whatnot. Uh, I personally believe that we can accomplish getting over fifty forty five wins. It is going to be a push, but I do have to ask you what you think about that. Well. That's pretty generous from Vegas. I might have to be uh, putting down a little money on them, you know? Like, definitely very generous. I think they can definitely do that. I don't see them being too far off from what they were last season, really. Like, they won a lot of games without Kawhi, so they're still a threat. Still a threat. Great. So, you know what? I'm going to leave that off for Raptors. I think that our final outcome and predictions for us is that they are going to have a great season. They're going to knock out all the haters, all the voices that they're hearing right now and still be a contender in the Eastern Conference. But moving on, Kyle, the last thing that we had scheduled to talk about today... What do you got for us here? ...was the little predictions and outcomes for the 2019-2020 NBA season. We're getting down to the good stuff. Mm -hmm. And what what I want to cover today is who you think is going to be the MIP, Most Improved Player of the League. Yeah. MVP, most valuable. And last but not least, I want to know who you think is going to take home the Larry O'Brien trophy next year. All right, all right. So we'll start off with what your MIP predictions are. And after you explain to me what yours are, I will also enlighten you on who I think is going to get the award. MIP for me. 
I'm going with Bam Adebayo from wow. Miami. Whoa. A little bit of a surprise pick there. I definitely see there's a lot of minutes being available in Miami now at the big, uh, big positions. Um, you know, you have Whiteside leaving, so I definitely think there's a lot of minutes there. He could definitely step up into that role. Yeah, yeah. He definitely played pretty good in the last season. You know, he's even got the invite to the Team USA camp this year as well, so you can see him getting some minutes there as well. So, yeah, that's where I'm going with. Or even a dark horse, OG Ananobi. A little closer wow, to Wow, okay, okay. A little Raptors pick. Stepping up into that Kawhi. You know, we're always uh, into discussion with something. But going so off that, got? What do you got? I got a hot take for you right now. MIP next year, Mr. Lonzo Ball. Ooh. I'm sure a lot of viewers around here, I've been hearing that name a lot in the last couple of years. Not only because of his talents, but because of his father. But today I will be saying that Lonzo Ball is a talented guard. Arguably top five defen- defensive point guard in the league. I know his shooting can use a little bit of work. But with him being on that team around the young core, being surrounded by guys like Zion Williamson, his teammates coming over with him, Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart, will allow him to smoothly transition into the Pelicans' um, rotation and whatnot. So I really think that he's going to have a breakout season, show that L.A. made a mistake by trading him. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think he's going to take the MIP this year. Right on. Yeah, that's what I think. So, up next, MVP. Who you got? Who you got? The king himself retakes the throne, LeBron James. Okay, okay. Obviously, he's got a nice supporting cast around him this year. A little more experience to them. I think that's something he can work with. Uh, He's got Rondo as a ball handler. Uh, You know, he's got a little more flexibility in the lineup now i think he could definitely make a push for it he should be in the contention every year but always you know, is always is even putting up career numbers last year well most of his draft class has just retired and he's still putting up those ridiculous numbers i think he can pull, take it home this year wow okay so for me i also have another returning mvp who i think is going to take it this year and i'm going to go with chef curry Ooh. I, I really think with the departure of Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson being out at the beginning of the season is really going to allow him to flourish on that Golden State roster. I think his shooting form is going to come back into play. He's going to have the ball in his hands a lot more, and he's just going to let it fly. He's going to put up those points, and I think Steph Curry is going to claim his third MVP. All right, I like that pick. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. All right, now... The big question, the one they've all been waiting for, all these listeners, who takes the championship this year? Who do you got, Cal? Alright. The Los Angeles Clippers. Okay. Okay. Defense wins championships. I mean, just look at Toronto. And who do you got? One of the best defenders in the NBA going to that team as well. As well as Paul George, another top defender, as joining that rest of that defensive core. I think that's taking it this year. And you know what, Kyle? I got to agree with you on this Ooh, one. There I got go. Clippers all You're the way. Smart man. You know, I'm, not, there's, I'm no longer going to doubt the King of the North. The man took us to the chip. He put the team on his back. And surrounding a guy like Kawhi with Paul George 
amongst others, is something that can't be taken lightly. Mm -hmm. I think the Clippers are going to come away with it this year and shock everyone. That's what I think. Well, that just about wraps it up today, Kyle. Uh, that was great today. You got, we got a lot of useful information yeah, out of you there. Um, but that's all for us today at K&K Hoops. Uh, I hope you guys all enjoyed the inaugural episode today. And if you enjoyed, please give us a like, subscribe to our channel, and tune in next week for more. Thank you. All right, see you guys.